0: What's up everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of CallCast. I didn't want to miss this week. I think I missed last week again. There are some special circumstances as to why, but uh, I didn't include the why, the reason why, in my writing of the episode, but I figured I would just kind of riff on it and talk a little bit. But I think towards the, like the... the Right smack dab in the middle of June, I left a comment on a creator's video that I followed. That comment was up for like four days and hardly got any interaction except for some people like kind of critiquing me and dogging on me in the comments. So I was not very receptive to their comments at all. But some account, somebody from like Sweden or whatever, some foreign country... Screen recorded my comment and made a video about it and her video blew up. I kind of forgot that TikTok works like that. Uh, So that was unfortunate. I feel like... Yes, I I should... Or no, I should not have left the comment. I do remember being intoxicated and it wasn't like 4 in the morning. So already that's uh, just bad formula for using social media. I tend to forget... How public my account is and how it is seen by other people and unfortunately I betrayed that with the comment that I left. And it is baffling to me how inhumane people become over this type of thing. Especially when I left the comment on a creator's video and it didn't include anybody else. Everybody is jumping to her rescue because of that video that went viral. But the creator wouldn't have seen my comment. I thought that my comment would just be buried. But apparently not. It was, it was public enough for people to see it and get really upset. One thing that I do think is funny is that they tend to go viral, the people hating on me. They're making their own videos and going viral uh, on talking about me. But their videos, their information is wrong. They're like, oh, he used to be verified and he lost his verification. No, I've never been verified on TikTok. What are you talking about? That's There's a difference. And then they're like, oh, he lost his managers. Okay, I did lose brand ambassadors, which I acquired a month and a half ago, but they never got me a job. They said we're dropping you as a client an email to me. And I said, well, thank you for what little you've done for me like I, re- I responded super sarcastically so i did i really don't care about the brand ambassadors now if i had lost my managers that would have been a different story that would be that would be awful but i haven't named or listed my managers anywhere on my socials so they're in the clear they are protected from the hate mob that is coming after me right now I don't need to go and correct all of them or correct them. I can just sit here and be like, no, I have my managers. I'm going to keep making content. And you're not going to stop me. You're not going to bully me into apologizing to a mob that is hating on me ten times worse than what I said in the comment. And they think that they're justified. And that, to me, is so belligerent. The two celebrities that I've kept in mind for this whole thing are Tom Segura and Ethan Klein. Two people who do not succumb to bullying, they do not succumb to the online hate, and they keep pressing forward no matter what, and they're successful because of it. So Tom Segura and Ethan Klein were on the forefront of my mind during this whole parade. If anything... I would need to apologize to that creator, and I do have a letter that I'm debating on sending her, but I just uh, want to bury this in new content. I don't want this to be, uh, I don't want this to stick around. So the cancel culture can kind of like focus and shine their spotlight somewhere else for the time being because it's obnoxious to have that spotlight on me. This was the first time I've experienced anything like this at all. What they see is a creator who is punching down. That's all they see and that's all they care about. So then they rage. And again, no, I shouldn't have left the comment because I was in a poor state of mind. I mean, like I said, it was at four in the morning and I was drunk. So what this was, was a wake up call to not use social media in that state of mind or just to not be in that state of mind at all anymore. The brand ambassador can go crap themselves in an airport toilet But they are not my managers, and my managers also work with some big-name celebrities who have also recently been in some major heat in our nation, uh, in the entertainment industry. So they've seen much, much worse. They are helping me through this. My managers are guiding me through this, which has been super nice. This whole time, I've been protecting and shielding my followers from what these people have been saying online about me when they just go, they're like... This, this guy hates women. And I'm like, dude, what? (laughs) Hate? No, I do not hate women. Not because of that one comment. He hates women. He's a misogynist. I don't even know what the word misogynist means. So if you're gonna try to offend somebody, maybe don't use words that are outside of their realm. I have a a clue about what misogyny means. Misogynist? But that's like me offending you in my second language, which is Portuguese. I can say whatever I want, but if it doesn't compute to you, then it doesn't make sense. So a lot of their, like, people go, oh, Discord mod. You look like a Discord mod. I'm like, I don't know what that means. What is a Discord mod and what do they look like? (laughs) I don't know. So if you're trying to offend me, make it make sense to me. I don't understand when it's out of bounds for me. Discord mod. I'm like, okay <laughs> but okay, yeah, that was that was all I wanted to say. That was all I wanted to address there. Uh, they will not win, so okay, um I lived in Brazil for from eleven to sixteen, and then I moved to the states. I was in the states from I think sixteen to seventeen. And during that time, I did get my permit to drive. I had to get 100 hours, and my parents made sure to stick to that 100 hours. I think I, think I got to the 90s in the 90-hour range before we went back to Brazil for another two and a half years for me. And then I came back to the States to, to go to college. So in reality, I didn't get my driver's license until I was 19 in 2014. This was five months before I was going to college, this was my first job too, so I got my first car, my, my first license, my first job, all in the same month. My parents started me out driving stick shift and that did not bode well. I got maybe nine of the 90 hours on stick shift, so most of the time I was automatic. 91% of the time I was automatic. That's not the correct math there, because I never made it to 100, so... Okay, so my dad brought me back from Brazil to the States in 2014, April, and he signs me up for a two-week driving course with one guy. It's a company, but it's one guy. And his car is like a Honda, and it's painted white with stripes of black. It looks like a zebra. Honestly, purposefully, it looks like a zebra. So this guy is now my driving instructor for the next two weeks. I think I have 10 hours of, of driving lessons with him allotted. Now I'm 19 years old. It's an automatic and I'm driving. And he has a brake pedal of his own in the passenger seat. I've never seen that before. He has his own brake pedal to stop if, if an emergency occurs. But this dude was so bizarre yet intelligent. <laughs> he was really strange. Okay, so one of his more intelligent things was he wanted to train me to get to know and observe the cars in the rear view mirror. So if I'm the driver, the rear view mirror, observe and study the cars behind me. So what he would do is he would adjust the mirror in the passenger seat so he could see the cars behind. And then he would study them, and he would hold up a folder and block the rearview mirror from me. And he would ask me, okay, what's two cars behind? And I would have to remember uh, it was a gold Suburban, or it was, a, it was a green Jetta. And I would have to, like, study and remember. So I do that now as I'm driving. I don't have a car now, but for the last several years that I've been driving, eight years that I've been driving... I study the rearview mirror, and I make sure I know what cars are behind me, which is really interesting that I picked that up from him. There was another thing that he would do where he would sing his instructions to me. <laughs> he would sing, like, the red light, green, 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 yellow, yellow, stop, stop, red, red. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what it was, but <laughs> he would... uh He would sing his instructions to me, and it was so obnoxious. I hated it so much. So then there was this one time where he's sitting with my dad and I, and my dad goes, so driving is more offensive as opposed to defensive, right? It's more offensive, like avoiding danger. And the guy goes, nope, nope it's def- it's defensive it's all defensive <laughs> and, and my dad i'll just never forget him like mm, uh, uh. <laughs> you know like uh, like the complete opposite of what i just said okay well <laughs> the guy was the guy was a little whack in that same conversation he was talking about how china and russia control electricity and they control our electronics so anytime they want they could push a button and, can, and ruin electric cars in our, com- in our country and like shut them down. Which since 2014 I've only seen that become a more real possibility. So that is bizarre that he was that uh, tapped into foresight that he could have seen that happening. But then my favorite story of, <laughs> of this driving instructor was one time... He's there with my dad and I and and he starts to ask me a question and he goes like this. So have you ever And and I go ever what and he goes I don't know that's as far as my brain got <laughs> I Don't know he just goes so have you ever dot 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 <laughs> and, and... My dad and I quote that all the time. I don't know. That's as far as my brain got. <laughs> and I've driven for eight years since then and never gotten to an accident. So he taught me well. I've actually still seen him driving past me. I'm like, oh, there's the zebra car. There's the- <laughs> That's the dude. You guys ever been stung by bees, dude? Like not multiple at a time, but when was the first age? Tell me in the comments that you were stung by a bee. I believe I was probably six years old. I was next door at the friends at my friend's house. We were in the backyard. And I remember looking down into the grass. My feet were in the grass. I looked down and I see a bee underneath my foot trying to get out. And it comes out and stings me. And I remember seeing it and feeling it within two seconds. I mean, I didn't have time to react. And dude, I flipped out. I start screaming and shouting, the neighbor, the mom of my friends has no idea what's going on. So she, like, sends me home. She's like, get out of here. I don't know what you're screaming and shouting about. I remember slamming their door. I was so mad. Not necessarily mad at her. I was just mad that I just got stung, and I couldn't communicate that to her in the moment. We were... She started screaming at me, but she had no clue that I just got stung by a bee. (laughs) She just thought I was this maniac in her backyard now. So she sent me home, and I just remember... Those very few images of being stung for the first time—that was that was terrifying. Uh, and I was surprised at how much it itched afterwards. I was like, "Man, I didn't know bee stings itched this much." But it definitely shocked me. It shocked me more. I was more scared than hurt when it happened. I just—it had never happened before—and I was I was more scared than anything. I think maybe I was stung in the hand after that in between that and the next time that I think I got stung maybe in the hand at some point where itched too, and I was like ah this is weird but there was one time that a bee had it in for me in Brazil we moved to Brazil we have a pool I'm like 11 or 12 years old and it's summertime I was probably 11 and it's summertime I'm in there and I killed probably 17 bees I think I was counting. And I would find them in or around the pool. And I would get them out of the pool. And kill them. With the uh, little. uh, uh, What do you call it? What do you call it? Skimmer. To skim the pool. So I would skim bees out of it. And kill them with the skimmer. Little did I know. That they let off a scent. When they're killed. To the rest of the bees. To let them know that they're in danger. Luckily. Only one bee actually took action and tried to come to their rescue. So, one in 18, that's not bad. All I remember is I had just killed this one bee by the side of the pool. And then I was at the, like, stairs, the entrance of the pool. And I'm turned around. I just remember being there with my siblings. And all of a sudden, I look behind me. And I see a bee land in the pool and swim (laughs) and sting me. It meant to. Dude, it meant to. <laughs> and he stung me. And it we, we hurt. I remember screaming and shouting. I, I walked into my mom's bedroom at the time. And I was like, a bee just stung me. And she's like, yeah, I heard you. But that was the second, if not the third time. I think the third time that I got stung. Ooh, and then the next time that I got stung, dude, was at our next house after that, which was a much nicer house, but it had a ton of trees that have a bunch of these maribondos. Do you know what a maribondo is? In Brazil, it's a wasp on steroids. Dude, a maribondo dwarfs the wasp. It's nuts. So on Thanksgiving Day, in brazil i'm trying to get a basketball out of a tree with another basketball and i'm throwing it i think i threw a broom in there too to get it out a marimondo from the tree swoops down and stings me in the cheek right below the eye stings me in the cheek i remember going ah, swatting it it stuck in my face and was like this it was doing this on my cheek i swatted it again and it's going like this on my cheek and then I, I grabbed it and I threw it on the ground and I ran to the ha- uh, uh 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 I ran to the house and I got ice immediately, put it on my cheek which I know helped the swelling because it started to swell immediately. But dude, it stuck in my face! I swatted it two times! Uh, bro, this thing, these marimbolus are vicious. <laughs> And way bigger than any wasp or bee that exists here in the States, I guarantee you. Maybe not Georgia, but I don't know. Florida, maybe? Two other times these Bondus got me. One was in bed with me. I was at summer camp, and I remember getting stung underneath my covers. And I I was like, what? I revealed what it was, and I don't remember if it died or flew away. I can't remember. But it was underneath my covers with me and stung me in the thigh. And then uh, that same week at camp, I was sitting playing guitar with a bunch of friends and a marimbondo just like landed on my knee and was like, (laughs) "It just stung me for no reason. I wasn't even doing anything to it. It was just like, oh, you're Caucasian. You know, it stung me. But I think that week of camp was the worst that I ever got stung and the most frequent in like a short amount of time but i think it was the last time that i got stung by anything oh i just myself (laughs) luckily it didn't hit cotton but yeah i definitely pooped myself on camera that was gnarly there is a movie that i watched recently that did make me kind of poop myself also and that's the sea beast you guys ever seen it Netflix put out an animated movie. And I think they did a TV show too. The new Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Night TV show. Something like that. But this movie. This animated movie. The Sea Beast. I had seen some clips of it on TikTok. And I was like whoa. I propped my feet up and watched it on my TV in the living room. And dude it was good. It was really good. I liked the first 15 minutes of the movie The best, definitely. And then the last 20 to 30 minutes, I also loved. The in-between was a little iffy. I still enjoyed it, though. I still laughed. I still gut-bust, gut-busted laughed or whatever. But it was it was really good. Why it made me poop myself was because it touched on one of my worst fears, which is something beneath me in the ocean. And this movie plays with that plenty, especially within the first 20 minutes or so. The first beast that they fight is just massive and then it goes beneath them and they're like waiting for it. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) I was internally reacting to it like it was a horror movie. The animation, the humor, the voices, the plot, it was really enjoyable. For a dude that really doesn't watch much animation nowadays in my adult life, I just don't. Uh, uh, Animation is not for adults And that's my opinion. I know it is for adults and adults love it, but I think that their humor is a little childish. Like, I have never watched Futurama. I've never watched any of those other shows. I can't even name them. I can't even list them. Rick and Morty? Dude, I'm never gonna watch it. It's just not my thing. It's not my style in the slightest. I don't even know that I could put it into words as to why, but the Sea Beast really connected with me. I love that movie. I highly recommend it. It's on It's on Netflix. But I guess that was pretty much all I wanted to discuss on this podcast. Sorry I missed another week, but you can kind of hopefully understand as to why. I mean, I was just having so many people hate on my stuff, every social media account, especially YouTube. I couldn't disable the comments on YouTube, and so they just kept hounding me. But it has been really nice to see some fans stick up for me in the comments. That has been really nice. If you guys see any negativity and want to stick up for me, do so. But anyways, yeah, I will catch you guys next week. Peace. Thank you so much for listening.